Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. We hope you'll be blessed by the preaching of the word by Reverend Chung Shiming. This morning, turn with me to Isaiah 60, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible says over here now, we're going to read this together. I believe that this is one of the prophetic words for our church for this year. And so let's all declare and read together loudly, starting right now from the Amplified Version, starting now. Arise from the spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the peoples. But the Lord will rise up upon you, Jerusalem. Or, we say, but the Lord will rise up upon you, city harvest, and His, loudly together, glory and His brilliance will be seen on you. If you believe that, give God a big hand. Amen. Amen. So Father, we come before you this morning. We commit this time into your loving hands. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and give us a discerning heart that we will know what season we are living in and what you are saying to us because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema, the spoken word of God. So speak to us this morning, O Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we ask and pray and everyone say aloud, Amen, Amen, Amen. So the prophet Isaiah exhorts us to, to, to not allow us to stagnate and become careless and cold but rather to awake from slumber and rouse ourselves to reality, to arise and shine and push on to new heights. Now, maybe in 2018, there were some of us who were in a spiritual depression. And maybe some of us, we did not walk with Jesus as intimately as we should. But as we come to 2019, let us put away every spiritual lethargy and let's start afresh, right? Now, Let's not just go about making new resolutions or setting new goals, important as they may be for us. But first of all, as a people, as a church, let us dig deep into the Word of God to discover the ways of God for ourselves. Let us contend and seek for greater encounters with the Holy Spirit and 2019 can be a year that the eyes of our heart will be flooded with revelatory light. So therefore, it is time to go to the next level. So turn to your neighbor on your left, on your right, in the front, in the back, and say it's time to go to the next level. Would you do that right now? Yeah. So how do we arise from spiritual depression or walk into this new level we've got in this new year? We heard from Pastor Aris last week of how he make it very clear it is not by coming up with new ways or novel ideas to live our spiritual life, but it is to renew what has been revealed to us already. And I believe one of the areas we need to renew our mind on is on the concept of consecration. Yes, you know, at least this service, a bit more amens. Yesterday's service, totally no amen. Y'all look at me like... What is consecration? <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know, like, oh, this word evokes, you know. Anyway, let's go on. So, traditionally, the word consecrate in the Old Testament means to set apart or to be holy. Right? To set apart or to be holy. In the New Testament, 
it is defined as to make perfect or to make new, right? To make perfect or to make new. But there is another concept of consecration that is seldom talked about. And that is what I want to share with you this morning, right? So please turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 28, verse 40. Exodus chapter 28, verse 40. You can follow me on the LED screen. Verse 40 says, For Aaron's son, you shall make tunics, and you shall make sashes for them, and you shall make hats for them, for glory and for beauty. So you shall put on them, on Aaron your brother, and on his sons with him. You shall anoint them, consecrate them, see? Consecrate them and sanctify them that they may minister to me as priests. So this whole process we're going to study this morning is the concept of consecration. And you will realize the concept of consecration is not for beauty, it is for glory. Okay, that is why it says in verse 4, for glory and for beauty. So we want to believe God that 2019 will be a glorious year, not just for our church, but also for your lives. Now, so over here, we see how Aaron and his sons are consecrated. Or, another word to say, they are being set apart. They are being made holy. They are being perfected to serve in the tabernacle. Now, the word consecrated in Hebrew is the word maloh. Somebody say maloh. Okay, you'll learn one Hebrew word this morning, maloh. It means to confirm. Okay, it means they are to be confirmed for this priestly duty, right? Now, Malo in the Hebrew, if you look up the Strong's Concordance, also means fill the hand, okay? Fill the hand. Now, what could this mean? To understand this, we need to go further into the Word of God. So let's go to Exodus chapter 29, and we see the process of Aaron and his son's consecration ceremony. Right now, reading from verse 1. And this is what you shall do to them to hallow them for ministering to me as priest. And then from verse 2 all to the verse 8, there are a lot of instructions to follow. Verse 9 says, And you shall gird them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put hats on them. The priesthood shall be theirs for a perpetual statue. So you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. And then verse 10, all the way to verse 34, a whole bunch of instructions again. How you kill the animals, how you gut them, what you do with the kidneys, what you do with the fat. You know, you got to take some bread, you got to take this and that and all that. A lot of instructions, right? And let me tell you, it's very bloody. Okay, now, then you will come to verse 35. Thus you shall do to Aaron and his sons, according to all I've commanded you, seven days you shall consecrate them. How long? Seven days. So consecration was a long and serious ceremony before the Lord. Have you ever been to our City Harvest consecration ceremony of our, of our pastors? Very short. Ten minutes over already. Right, they just come on the stage. You know, we speak something over them, they kneel down, the pastor will come and lay hands, finish, right? This is seven days. You need to take leave <laughs> and sit down and just be inside here and watch them kill the animals, you know, and blood flowing all around. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like, wow, man. Correct? Now, 
I want to turn, I want you to go with me to verse 22. Now, look at, look at how, you know, interesting it is, this ceremony. And you shall take the fat of the ram, the fat tail, the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver, two kidneys, the fat on them, the right thigh, for it is a ram of consecration. Verse 23, one loaf of bread, one cake made with oil, one wafer from the basket of the unleavened bread that is before the Lord. And you shall do what? You shall put all these in the hands of Aaron, in the hands of his son, and you shall wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Remember, we read earlier on, one of the definitions of consecration is to fill the hand. So what is the hand filled with? It's filled with all these things. Can you imagine? Now listen, this is not, this is not, they drain the blood already. It is all still bloody and they're holding this in the temple and they are holding it and consecrating it before the Lord. I tell you, it is, a, it is a very interesting scene, right? The hands of Aaron and his sons are filled with animal innards, fat, bread, cake and a wafer. And, 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 and this is what's happening. Now, but what does this have for us as a New Testament application? This morning when you came to service, did any of you bring animals to sacrifice? Did you bring your uh, rams, your cows, your turtle doves? And while we are singing, we give you the highest praise. We give you the highest praise. We give you the highest praise. No, right? Correct. So we must understand, what is the application over here? Right now, in Hebrews 8 verse 5, the writer to the Hebrews shares with us a revelation concerning the tabernacle, the sacrificial ceremonies, and the offerings. And the writer to the Hebrews says, these are but a copy and the shadow of heavenly things or a copy and shadow of heavenly realities. And then the writer to the Hebrews concludes in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and verse 15. What does he conclude? So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things that have come. How many of you know that every good thing we receive is from Jesus? Amen, amen. Right? He has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not a part of this created world. So therefore you see, right? What we have on earth is just a shadow. Verse 15, that is why He is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who can receive eternal inheritance, God has promised them. For Christ died for them, freed them from the penalty of sins they had committed under the first covenant. So therefore, with this understanding, we go back to Exodus 29 and verse 24. And what we read here in the Bible is not just a bloody mess of animal innards, of fat, of bread, of cake, of wafer, filling the hands of Aaron and his sons, but it is a beautiful picture of how in the New Testament, as believers, our lives must be filled with Jesus Christ. Somebody give God a big hand right now. Amen, 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 amen. Right? So therefore, to be consecrated is simple. 
to be consecrated simply means you got to be filled with Jesus. The more you are filled with Jesus, the more consecrated you will be. So the question therefore is this, how can I be filled with Jesus in my heart and in my mind? So let's go back to Exodus 29. It gives us a clue over here. And look at verse 20. Exodus 29 and verse 20. Are you all with me? Yes. says here, Then you shall kill the ram, take some of its blood, put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron, on the tip of the right ear of his sons, on the thumb of their right hand, on the big toe of their right foot, and sprinkle blood all over the altar. So the priests had to offer two rams for consecration. One was to be burnt up totally. It's called the burnt offering. And the second one was for their consecration. Now, the Bible says, some of the blood of the ram of consecration was put on Aaron's and his sons. Now, look here. Right ear, right thumb, and right toe. Okay, one more time. Let's say it together. Right ear, right thumb, and right toe. So what does it stand for? This signifies that the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ cleanses our ear for hearing, our hands for working, and our legs for walking. Okay, one more time. Our ears for hearing, our hands for working, and our legs for walking. Now, our hearing is mentioned first because our hearing affects our working and our walking. You see? Right? So you came in the service this morning and someone looked at you and said, Hey, brother, you look like the sunshine of my life. Well, you, oh. Right? Or oh, you came in this morning and said, Wow, never see you over December. You're now so big and so prosperous. <laughs> you become very moody, right? Correct? Right? Now, look at what Isaiah 50, verse 4 to verse 5 says. The Bible says over here, The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Notice what it says in verse 5. What we hear affects our working and our walking. What we hear affects our action. So what you hear can either show that you're obedient or disobedient. So to have a hearing ear is crucial in the growth as a believer. Now, this is one of the most vital processes in the consecration, and that is our hearing. Once we get this correct, our hearing correct, our working will be correct, our walking will be correct. We have no problems. So this morning, we're going to focus on just our hearing, right? But to have a hearing ear is also one of the greatest challenges every believer struggles with, right? And I'm sure those of you who are cell leaders, your members always tell you, I cannot hear God, you know. I don't know how to hear God. What does God sound like? Let me tell you, I also don't know. Because I've never heard the voice of God. Okay, let's go on. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So recently, I was ministering to a group of university students and we were talking about hearing God. And I realized that many of them didn't believe when I said, I can hear God. So they asked me questions like, Pastor, what does he sound like? 
Does God have a baritone voice? Very low and deep, like a DJ. Good morning, City Harvest. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is here. Does he sound like that? Or does he have a high-pitched voice and he speaks, Hi, my name's God. Cool, man. Woohoo. You know, like, so what does God sound like? So I told them, I don't know. You know, I've never heard his voice. But I can hear him. So they were like confused, you know, like, oh man. I said from the Bible, and they were like, oh man. But the Bible's just a book, it's just some words on it, right? And I realized that this group had treated, or this group of university students, treat Christianity as a religion. So they wanted certain processes to follow after, then they can hear the Lord. Right now, look, I told them, but it's a relationship. And we know that in a relationship, communication is the basis of life. Isn't that right? Correct. And God has created us in His image and likeness, meaning He has created us with the capacity and the ability to recognize His voice. Now, it has been documented that babies, when they are in the mother's womb, if they are exposed to the father's voice, when the baby is born, the baby can recognize the father's voice. Right? It's documented. If those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you're not married, no children, try it when you are married and pregnant, not the other way around. Okay, all right? Yeah. Okay, right now. And let me tell you, because we are made in the image and likeness of God, we have the capacity to recognize human voices. Now, I want to do a very simple demonstration, okay? So, okay, it's kind of dark here, so I must, okay, all right, now, very simple. I'm going to say, this is Pastor Ming, right? And then you must respond, yes or no. Okay, let's try. This is Pastor Ming. Yes. This is Pastor Ming. Yes. Okay, so if you hear another voice, then it's not mine. Okay, so we're going to try it out. Okay, all right. This is Pastor Ming. Are you sure? Yeah. This is Pastor Ming. Oh. This is Pastor Ming. Yeah. This is Pastor Ming. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. This is Pastor Ming. Yeah. All right, let's give yourself a big round of applause, okay? All right, now, know this. Many of you are not even acquainted with me, right? You don't know me from Adam. And uh, you never hear me preach on a service. And these are one of the times I preach. So the thing is this, you have just heard me talk for 15 minutes, but you can already recognize my voice. Hello? So if a baby who has never seen his father can recognize the voice of the father, and you, who have not have any close relationship with me, can listen and recognize my voice. What more? And there's a great possibility that all of us can hear the voice of God. Are you with me? Right? Yeah. We can. We can. So let's go back to our study once again. So therefore, the thing is this. What are some of the ways we can develop a hearing ear 
so that our life can be transformed. Now, listen, it is true, I've never heard the voice of God. Maybe I've only heard it once in my life. Yeah, I think once in my life only. But most of the time, it comes from the Bible. So I'm going to share with you some ways to develop a hearing ear so that your life can be transformed. Now, number one, you've got to read your Bible daily. That's the first point. Now, why do you read your Bible daily? Because in reading the Bible, you get revelation on the goodness and the greatness of God, number one. Number two, your mind is renewed to think God's thoughts. And number three, you are redirected away from sin and into holiness. You see, that's why we meditate and read God's Word. Now, you say, but pastor, how do I know how God is like? Do you, have, do, you do things like pen pal? You know, pen, you know, don't know what's pen pal? You know, okay, I'll ask. That means you, you, you have a friend that's overseas you never met before and you keep writing letters back and forth. You know, nowadays no letters or emails or whatever. Then one day you say, let us meet. Right? And you know how the person thinks. Why? Because you read the book. Because you read the letter. And you know how they think. That is why the Bible is so important. Now, I want to show you an illustration. Come, come, come. So Bernard is my Christian. Okay? And Adrian is Satan. Okay, alright, yes. <laughs> Okay, all right, stand here, stand here, stand here. Now, I'm going to do this. Okay, so let's say Bernard is a 16-year-old student. Right? He's waiting for his O-level results to come out tomorrow. How many of you have O-level results coming tomorrow? Oh, quite a few of you, okay? All right, now, he has studied very, very, very hard. He has prayed. He has fasted. Selco leaders have laid hands on him prayed and he has received the anointing and he received a revelation. God gave him a revelation, revelation from the Word. Right? John 10.10, 10. the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So with that Word, he studied the best he could. And then Monday came. He went to his uh, school and with great expectation, he collected his results. And then he opened it. And the moment he opened it, he saw the results. He, ah, ah, he let out a cry. It was not a cry of victory. It was a cry of anguish. Because when he saw his results, he was wondering, God, where are you? I thought... And then he looked around at his non-Christian friends and they were all smiling. Straight A's. Straight B's. Uh, maybe not straight B's. Okay, straight A's. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Straight A's, right? And, when he, and he thought to himself, so unfair. And that night when he went home to his room, he was so moody. Oh, but before he went back to his room, he had to go and see his pastor first. Yeah, you know, report his, uh, you know, I got so many marks. So he went to see his pastor. His pastor told him, don't worry, it's okay, you know, trust God. No, he was still very sad. That night when he went home, he prayed. And while he was praying, somebody turned up. <laughs> and while he was, he was seeking direction for his life, the devil was also giving him direction. The devil said, give up. No use trying anymore. Come with me to the window. You see down there? 
Yeah, if you jump down, in two seconds, the pain is all gone. One, two, at the moment on count of three, he suddenly remembered John 10 10. You see? Right? He suddenly remembered John 10 10. And he remembered the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So his life is what? Redirected. You begin to see that? That is how God works in our hearts and lives. Right? Now, okay, uh, you want to stand over here for the sake of these people over here for demonstration? <laughs> demonstration, uh, bravo over here. Thank you very much. Uh, Satan, can you please come over also? Demonstration, bravo. Thank you very much. Yes. So now he's a businessman. All right. Doing very well. Closing all the deals. You know, and uh, things are going on so good. Then one day, he does a deal that crashes the whole business. Crashes, crashes, <laughs> crashes the whole business. Right, that's right. And then he starts having not enough money. Creditors are all starting to come to look for him. And then he has nothing left. So he thought to himself, how can I survive? And he says, I know. I will just take all my credit cards and I'll max it all out. You know, and then he takes credit card, he max one, he max two, he max three. You know, then he thought, maybe this is not such a good idea. You know, I'll get into more debt. So he keeps the credit card back. So, you know, and, 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 and while doing all these things, right, he's in stress. You know, when you're in financial stress, your stomach goes into churning on you, churn, 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 churn. He starts looking for everybody, his uncle, his auntie, his friend, his classmate, everyone. But he cannot find a breakthrough, right? But... Then as he's in the deepest, downest moment of his life, he remembers, right, a word from the Lord in the book of Colossians that it is a peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And he remembers Romans chapter 16, verse 20 says, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan. And so therefore, with that, he becomes stronger. Are you with me? And your path is redirected. See, that is why you need to meditate on the word. So I want to encourage all of you. You're right. Sign up for Bible school. Yeah. And you have heard our Bible study sessions. They're going to start. Sign up for the Bible study classes. Last year when we ended, not many people were left. I wonder why. Hmm. Right. But listen, the word is important. That is why during service, you should be listening to the Word and not on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, especially those of you behind, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know you're listening, okay? Praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, go listen to the Word. Okay, right. Now, so the thing is this. The Bible tells us when we meditate on the Word, we become more like Jesus. And listen, it won't happen overnight. It will take time. You know, so don't be in a hurry to grow, right? Enjoy your spiritual life. Enjoy memorizing scripture. Enjoy reading the Bible. You know, don't read the Bible because you need to give report to somebody. No. Read because you love to read. Amen. Yeah? Now, number two, what do you do? Number two, you've got to fellowship with other believers. Ah, my props. Thank you very much. Yeah, where is this props? Huh? Oh, coming. Okay, coming, coming. Okay, now, why is fellowship important? Three things, write this down. Because fellowship builds friendship. 
Fellowship builds unity and fellowship builds God's kingdom. Okay? Yeah? All right? Okay. So fellowship builds friendship. Fellowship builds unity and fellowship builds God's kingdom. All right? Now, so over here, I have a very simple illustration. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right now, so can you fill up the two glasses first? Huh? Hey, where is? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, fill, fill, fill. Okay, so we do with one glass first. This one put the back. Now, notice these glasses signify we are like a, we are believers, right? So now, why is this glass bigger? Because uh, you know, Christian uh, more spiritual capacity. That's why, right? <laughs> these are younger believers. Now, so usually when new people come to the church, they're full of this. Okay, they're dark full of negativity, right? So how can you become better? Now listen, the Greek word koinonia or fellowship simply means sharing. Now, sharing in what manner? Sharing by pouring your life into each other. So if you allow people to pour into your life, okay, you pour, right? So this represents one Christian, one Christian, right? Pour, 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 pour. Ah, come, pour one more time. Okay, uh, pour one more time. Okay, pour again. Uh, just pour. So these are four believers already, right? Okay, one more time, you pour again. You see, and you pour, this is, this is the six cups already. Notice, it's clear. In one cell group, there are definitely more than six people. <laughs> so I want to encourage you. We have many people that got saved during Christmas and candlelight. Right? Please minister and reach out to them. Because as you pour love into them, pour life into them, their life will definitely change. Now listen, not only will your life change, notice it's transparent. It means that you can then be transparent to one another in your relationship. Your yes is a yes, your no is a no. Then you don't wonder, your yes is no, no is yes or not sure. Right? And that's what we struggle with the world. We ask someone one thing and they tell us another thing. So it's transparent now. Because it's transparent also means this, that you have the same values. And with the same values, you can build unity. And once you have unity, you can build the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Right? So that's so important. That is why coming to cell group is so important. Don't miss coming to cell group. Coming to service is so important. Don't miss coming for church services. Right now. Now, notice, as you minister, okay, you can put a glass down first. As you minister, don't forget, it is talking about, it's pouring, right? So as a Christian, sometimes a non-Christian can also pour into you like that. Look. So if you don't guard your heart, you're going to get affected. So for example, you have a marriage crisis, okay? Oh, that went against my script. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. For example, <laughs> I just realized you have a marriage crisis, right? Okay, you have a marriage crisis, right? Now, instead of going to, uh, to the Bible, right, to a counselor that can help you, you, you go to some other sources. And some other source, and you say, you know, my marriage is so bad, uh, it's not doing so well, you know. We were having such a good time dating. Now we are married. Life is a mess. Then the person can then counsel. You know, you know, actually, you know what you should have done? You should have test drive your marriage first. You know what's test drive? <laughs> test drive means before you're married, live together. Test first lah. Try the product. See whether it works or not. 
Listen, as Christians, we don't believe in that. So no such thing as going on holiday while you're not married, in the same room, put a cup of water in the middle, say, we will not cross this. Don't worry, Pastor. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're going to get like that. Right? What is this? Kanasai. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. Really? You say, but pastor, then it's very difficult to walk the Christian life. No, it's not. It's a decision and a commitment that you make to fellowship. You see, are you with me? And I'll give God a big hand for that, right? Okay? All right. <laughs> okay, now, so therefore, fellowship is very important. You see, now, so that's why the Bible says, now look with me at this um, uh, Hebrews 10 verse 25. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. So next week is a prayer meeting. See, very quiet, no amen. I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, Pastor, why you corner us like that? No, I'm not cornering you all. I'm not. I'm just telling you all that these, these is, this is what life is all about. Right? And listen, those of you who are leaders, you do a lot of counselling. That is why you need to turn up for leaders meeting. Well, your members are clapping for you. Oh, not bad, huh? Oh, I say. <laughs> why? Because if we're in the presence of other leaders, then you will get refreshed. Right? If you say, Pastor, I'm too busy, I cannot come, I'm, you know, got this deal to close that deal. Yeah, you can, you can win the whole world, but you're going to lose your soul. That's what the Bible says. So that's why there are certain commitments we need to make to cell group. And I pray in 2019, we will make a commitment to attend cell group regularly. We will make a commitment to attend church service regularly. And those of you who are leaders, you make a commitment to attend your leaders' meeting regularly. Amen. Give God a big hand. Amen. Because fellowship is important. You point each other. Now, the beautiful thing is this, right? When you point each other, okay, like this. When you point each other, right? When you're empty, what happens? The Holy Spirit will pour more into you. Ah. Then you are always filled, you see? Are you with me? Amen. All right, our last point. Okay, number C. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> I think you must empty that cup. <laughs> <laughs> now, number three, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So number one, you need the Word of God. Number two, fellowship. Number three, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, can we take up our next exhibit, please? Thank you so much. Kamsahamida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Okay, over here in 2019, if we want to experience the blessing and, of God in all His glory and fullness, we first have to empty ourselves from the cravings of the self-life. So I'm going to read to you from Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to verse 21. What are some cravings that all of us struggle with? Number one, sexual immorality. Number two, lustful thoughts. Number three, pornography. Number four, chasing after things, of, uh, chasing after things instead of God. Number five, manipulating others. Number six, hatred of those who get in your way. 
Number seven, senseless arguments. Number eight, resentment when others are favoured. Number nine, temper tantrums. Number ten, angry quarrels. Number eleven, only thinking of yourself. Number 13, 12, 13, whatever. Anyway, being in love with your own opinions. Being envious of the blessing of others. Murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, all other similar behaviour. And all these actions and behaviours reveal our inner turmoil of hatred, condemnation, failures, pride, anxiety, bitterness, unforgiveness. Right? You see? And the main root of this all comes from what we hear. Comes from our hearing. Now, other than just seeing, but main root, one of the main roots is actually hearing what you hear. Right? Now, so how can you overcome this? Listen, this is where we need the baptism and the Holy Spirit. You need to empty yourself. Now, how are you going to empty yourself? Listen, by your human um, uh, 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 strength, it's impossible. That's why you need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So therefore, you need to be filled, right? Now, so, so you need to be filled. But then every time when the Lord wants to fill you, something happens and you're just like, oh, you, you know, and, and, and you know, because the Holy Spirit loves you, He chases after you, right? There's a song that we sing, right? Chasing after you, hunt you down or something like that, you know? Maybe not hunt you down, but chase after you, you know? Anyway, so the Holy Spirit is chasing after you and chasing and chasing and chasing, right? Chasing and chasing and chasing. And finally, He manages to catch up with you. And just as the anointing is being poured forth and it's being poured, you run away. You know when this happens usually? Altar call. Every eye closed, every head bowed. <laughs> you book and the chicken rice really not. Hey, come on, hurry up lah. Faster. It's on a text, right? You text as a cell group. You're faster. Huh? I go first. Huh? I book the seat already. You must come quickly. Oh. Got motor show today. A lot of people eh. You better come. Huh? Right. Pastor Hong, you know. Huh? I'm in a group chat. So during the altar call, members don't respond. I respond, oh God, why are my members like that? Oh God, please touch their hearts. Oh, I need to guard my heart also. I preach my heart all the way out. Stay for the meeting. Receive the anointing. Oh, every time group chat, huh? you know, like halfway during the service, honey, eat the goal, got 50% discount, you know. Oh. Ah, but never mind, you know. You see, that is one thing I want to share with you. Many times when we minister to people, they may not reciprocate and change to how we want them to change. Let me tell you, it is not in our power to make them change. Our job is just to love them. It is the job of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, to change them. Yeah? So, what do you do? Right? I'll give you my own personal example. You know, many of my members are very concerned for me. They want me to lose weight. <laughs> they give me products. They give me gym membership. They say, Pastor, you do this, you do that. But it's been a long time. And I still look the same. 
Okay, I want, first I want to say, I want to appreciate all of you, you know? Yeah, you know, for doing that. But I also want you to know, right, I will make it one of my resolutions this year. Hallelujah. Yes, I will. I will do my best. I lost some already, but I need to lose some more. Okay, all right now. So, what if you have members like that? Pastor Dan, what do I do? It's like a black hole. I pour and I pour and I pour and I pour and nothing happened. When do I stop? Oh God, when do I stop? You can stop on two times. Number one, when the person changes, then you praise God. Number two, when the person go back to see Jesus. <laughs> so what am I trying to say? We love to the very end. You got to love to the very end. Never give up. Never give up on relationship. So those of you in a marriage that are going through a difficult time, don't give up. Those of you who are members that are very difficult, don't give up. The members can abuse you, scold you, whatever, never mind. They did it to Jesus, you can expect it to happen to you also. So when it happens to you and you become polluted, what happens? Run to the Father. Da, 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 da. Broken arms, broken hearts, He will take them all. Yeah, run to the Father. Yeah, don't run to the disco, don't run to the anywhere else, you know. Okay, so finally, so how do you, so finally, you are still. When you are still, then you can be filled. See that? Feel, feel, feel. Ah, tamba, the whole thing down, brother. Tamba, okay, alright. But look, it's all still here. It's not enough. That is why, at the beginning of a brand new year, we need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe in 2018, some of you have been carrying all these things with you and you never really got rid of it. Today, receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. <coughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. <sighs> top up, top up. Okay. All right. The Holy Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind and tongues of fire rested upon them as we were baptized in the Holy Spirit. See that? Amen. Now, okay, how much can you contain? Now listen, this is a glass. I can't make the glass increase in capacity. So that's why as believers, sometimes when the presence of God comes, you say, God, increase my capacity and God will increase. It's like a balloon, you pour and you go, right? Now, so your capacity will increase more and more. When will God stop? He will never stop. When will He stop? Have you ever tried tickling a child? Tickle? Then your child, ah, they laugh, they laugh, they laugh. But as a father, you keep tickling, right? Why? Because never say stop, man. As a father, I know. I tickle all my kids all the time. You know, I will lie on them, hold their toes, and then I tickle, tickle. Then they never say stop. I just tickle, tickle. I tickle, tickle, tickle. The moment they say, stop, stop. I cannot take it anymore. Stop. Right? And then they'll kick me. Okay, stop. <laughs> See? That's why when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, confirm, sure to have a reaction from you one. Yeah, you will definitely move. Ah. Like, I mean, I mean not, not manifest, okay? It's a <laughs> laugh and all that, right? Why? <laughs> because that's what God does. And God is a wonderful Father. And He wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit every single day of our lives. Give Jesus a big round of applause. Thank you. 
Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Bernard. Amen. All right. So I have ended the service half an hour before twelve o'clock. Why? Because I feel this even this morning, God wants to minister to us. I pray as we develop this skill to hear accurately in 2019 from the Word of God, from fellowship with other believers pouring their lives out into us, you know, by having a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit, communing with the Holy Spirit, that God will give us and reveal to us divine strategies. Now this is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, right? That the eyes of your understanding will be open. Divine plans our purpose in God and blueprints of heaven for us to advance the kingdom of God on earth will happen. But most importantly of all, I pray that all of us will be filled with Jesus. So those of you O-level students, tomorrow when you get your results, it may not be, maybe you didn't get what you wanted, rejoice in the Lord. It's not the end. God is the end. Our results don't determine anything. Right? And so I want you to know, for those of you that have been struggling with bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, hatred, failure, I want to pray for you this, eve this morning. Now, listen, it must be, okay, I want to be very specific about the category. You must be struggling with this. It must be something that is so painful in your life that you cannot get rid of it. You try and you try, but you cannot. And it is there. Yesterday in the ministry, you know, there was this, uh, there were some people that responded, you know, and uh, there are so many needs. You know, some person came up and said, Pastor, can you pray for me? You know, my mom always accuses me of things and, and you know, I just cannot get it out of my mind. Another came up and said, I'm going through marriage challenges and all that. Listen, I cannot guarantee that God will change your mother or God will change your spouse. But one thing I do know, God can change you if you are willing and open. If Jesus could live with the Pharisees for three and a half years on earth and just not endure them, but relate to them, be strong, minister to them, and yet continue His ministry, so the Lord will give us grace for the situations in our life. This morning, if there's any of you here that are struggling with these areas and you find it very hard to overcome, I want you to respond to the altar call later as you sing the song and then the leaders will be here to pray for you. And, 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 and listen, Take your time. Don't be in a hurry. Okay? Now, I want to show you something. Um, Edmund, you want to choose all your members? Just choose members. Not leaders, ah. Any member. Member, 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 member. Choose any member. Anyone, ah. Whether anyone, 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 anyone. Okay, Amos, ah. Oh, no, Amos. Who's, who? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Come, 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 come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, Ed, you come, Ed. You come also. This is what I want you to do. Okay? Now, remember... Koinonia means pouring out. So while we are praying for the people in the front, the rest of us, I want you to pray for each other for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit in your lives. You know, yesterday, many of the cell groups were praying and they had such great fun. They said, wow, Pastor, our members are crying with late hands. Okay, so I'll give you some instruction. We don't have enough catchers for you. <laughs> right? So number one, your chair is your catcher. When you're praying for someone, make sure there's a chair behind them. So when they fall under the power, they sit on the chair and we don't have to send them to the hospital. <laughs> yes, you know, let's practice safety, right? Correct? Now, so what you do, what you do is this. What's your name? Jordan. Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Nice name. Okay, okay Jordan, stand here. 
Jordan, stand here, stand here, stand here, stand here, stand here. Uh, okay, Pastor Ed, you have a word for him? <laughs> it's pouring, uh, pouring, uh, pouring. Yes, he has a word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Alright, now, but I need a catcher. This one need a catcher. Ah, security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, come. So, what I want you to do is this. I want you to hold Jordan's hands, right? You know, uh, maybe a bit more ching chie, ching chie. Ah, like that, ching chie. Not so official. I want you to pray for him. Hey, Jordan, you close your eyes. Okay, so you lay hands. Uh, but I have a word for him also. But I just, so I'm just going to give it. But you close your eyes, Jordan. Now, you close your eyes so that you don't get distracted. That's all. Okay, so Jordan, your name is very interesting. You know, Jordan means that you come to a place of separation. And I feel that God wants you to be separated for His work. And in this new year, in 2019, Jordan, I feel God's going to give you a fresh anointing. A fresh anointing from heaven that will come. And you know, yeah, some of your thinking is going to change. You struggle with certain thinkings. That you can't do this, you can't do that. But in 2019, if you would meditate on the Word, if you will keep yourself close with good fellowship with people, if you will listen to your pastor, yeah, I tell you, the Lord is going to work mightily in your life. So lift up your hands wherever you are. Holy Spirit, come like a rushing mighty wind. Touch Him right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. That's right, just receive. Just receive, 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 receive. Receive, receive, receive. Touch Him right now, in Jesus' name. Okay, now. As you go on the ground like that, or you're sitting on the chair, don't be in a hurry to come up because God is doing a spiritual operation. Right? If you come up too fast, all your entrails will be dropping out spiritually. Your kidneys will be dropping. Your heart will be dropping, you know? And, and the Holy Spirit is kind of catch everything up and put it back into you. Right? So, just remain in the presence of God. Until when? Until you feel the presence lifted. And then you come up. And then you go and pray for somebody. That's how it's going to work for the rest of us in the crowd. Okay, but for this afternoon, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be afternoon soon. Anyway, for this morning, I want to pray for those especially you struggle with bitterness, unforgiveness, hatred, especially towards uh, people in authority. Alright, challenges that you face and you cannot overcome. I believe today, God wants to give you a fresh baptism of His Holy Spirit. So stand with me to your feet wherever you are. And if that's you, you can just start coming forward and we'll start praying for you. Amen. Okay. Can I invite the pastors and the leaders to come and pray? Amen. Lift your hands and worship.
of the Lord is here and just begin to lay hands on them fresh baptism fresh baptism of the presence of God
chapter 16 verse 18 or verse 19 the Bible says the sun shall no longer be your light by day nor the brightness shall the moon give light to you but the Lord himself will be to you an everlasting light and your God your glory your sun shall no longer go down nor shall your moon withdraw itself for the Lord will be your everlasting light and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Also your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten its time. I really believe that God wants to give us a fresh anointing in this place. So in the closing moments of this service, I'm going to pray and we're going to pray and cry out to the Lord for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And one of the ways is this. He gives us new tongues. You receive a new tongue for 2019. 
So lift up your hands wherever you are right now. I'm going to pray for you. And then on the count of three, I want you to speak in tongues. And as you speak in tongues, don't speak the same tongue you've been used to for 2018. New things are for us in 2019. So Father, I lift up Sunday morning service to you right now. That's right. Lift up both hands wherever you are. And we pray right now for Acts 2, 1 to verse 4 to happen to us. That the Holy Spirit will come like a mighty rushing wind in this place. We pray for a new tongue, a new language, new words, new thoughts for a brand new year. One, two, three. Speak in a new tongue right now. Let your tongue fill this auditorium. Fill your heart. Fill your mind. That's right. Let there be a cry. Let there be a shout. Let there be a roar. A mighty roar.
I feel in this new year. Maybe some of you just now felt you should respond to all the call when you did it. I want to end by this. In George W. Bush Sr.'s funeral, there was a senator, his best friend, you know, on his uh, deathbed, he was there beside President George Bush. He was massaging his leg. And he said this about George Bush. He said, George Bush was a man that never held bitterness, unforgiveness, or hatred in his heart. And he said this, hatred corrupts the container it is contained in. That's why don't hold on to bitterness. Don't hold on to anger. Don't hold on to all these negative things, unforgiveness, because it will corrupt the very container, you. So how fast do you get rid of it? Billy Sunday was once asked a question, you know, how soon should I forgive? Or how soon should I repent? So Billy Sunday answered, if someone shot you in the shoulder right now, how fast do you want the bullet to come out? <laughs> the person said, immediately. He says, bitterness, unforgiveness, sin, is just the same thing. You got to get out quickly. And what more better way by the power of the Holy Spirit? So if you, if you didn't have a chance to respond, it's okay. Later, go to your cell group leader, say, please pray for me. I should have responded, but I didn't. Can you pray for me now? And they'll pray for you. And this year, let's start all right. Let's start clear. We can be transparent to one another. You can be honest. You can be open. And listen, for the rest of the year, let us give Jesus all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Amen. Yeah. And one last thought. God is not going to change the other person. I mean, you cannot change the other person. It's not your job. Just allow God to change you. When you change, the whole world changes. God bless you. Let's live a consecrated life in 2019. See you next Sunday. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. We hope you've been blessed by the message. If you have a testimony to share, write to us at connect at chc.org.sg.